Let's have a discussion here about uh, the federal election campaign. What's one thing you've heard about over and over and over from all of the parties, right? We need clean drinking water on Canada's First Nations. Our Indigenous communities need to have clean drinking water. It's been going on and on and on and on. They all promised to do it, so why haven't we done it? We're going to chat with Carrie Black, an assistant professor and Canada Research Chair of Integrated Knowledge, Engineering, and Sustainable Communities at the University of Calgary. Uh, Dr. Black, thank you for your time this morning. I really appreciate you joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. It kind of is a bit of a mind bender, a bit of a head scratcher. When we've been talking about this, and you know, we're talking about it this during during this election campaign, but it goes back way, way before this. Oh, decades long. It's been a promise to achieve water equality and equity for First Nations and Indigenous communities across Canada for well over 30 years. When we talk about, I mean, and it's something we all hear about, and I don't know how, you know, deep down people have drilled into this. What is the situation? How many of these First Nations are we talking about? Is this a widespread problem? It's a definitely a widespread problem. I mean, if you just look at long-term advisories, there's over 50 long-term documented long-term advisories, over 30 short-term advisories. But what's missing from all of that is there's a ton of communities who are on individual systems whose water isn't safe to drink. So there's thousands of people impacted by the lack of access to safe, clean drinking water. And of course, as we've said, you know, political parties have always said, well, this is ridiculous in this day and age that we have this situation going on in such a rich and prosperous nation. Um, But they never seem to follow up on that. Why is that? It's a great question. I, you know, it's it's a source of frustration for me in that it's an easy thing to promise. It's, it's, it seems to go without saying that we should all have safe drinking water, right? I mean, to say the opposite would be political <laughs> suicide. To say I don't agree would yeah, be crazy. Of course. So of course you're going to agree. And just this morning, even um, Jagmeet Singh, the, the leader of the NDP party, saying, um, commenting on the Prime Minister's broken promises on this exact topic. But no one's actually laying out how they're going to do it. And that's, that's the difficult part, right? It's the how you're going to do it. To assume that you could throw money at it um, is the wrong assumption. This is You have to pull back and claw back years and years and years of, of policies and programs that have been ra- systemically had racism throughout all of it, which has limited First Nations participation in the decision-making process. And, and, and it's like you say, and you know, just to expand on it a bit, it's really easy to talk this talk. It's very simple. And uh, But we need to be, as voters and as Canadians, more stringent in, in making them actually walk the walk after they talk the talk, right? Absolutely. And even when this original commitment, you'll see across all the party platforms, there's still a, a reliance to say long-term drinking water advisories. Those are those are advisories that are in place for over a year. If you said to any non-Indigenous person in a Canadian setting that you're not going to have access to safe drinking water for a year, um, they, they'd lose their mind. If mm-hmm. you turn off the tap water in, in you know downtown Calgary for two hours, you're going to hear an uproar about it. So to think that long-term is only over a year is crazy. Uh, but every every political party is still sort of walking the long-term advisory talk. Or they might say all advisories, but what they really mean are those communities that are on like a water treatment plan, not the ones necessarily that are that are in individual wells or cisterns and have really struggled with access to safe, clean water. Um, you know what? We've had discussions before about infrastructure, and essentially this falls under the umbrella of infrastructure largely. And we've had mm-hmm. other people say, you know what, we need to get this out of the election campaign cycle. This shouldn't be a campaign issue, a political football. This should be, this is something that Canada as a nation is going to do regardless of who's in government. Why have we let it fall to the party saying we can do this and we can do that instead of government, as regardless of who's in power, saying this is a priority for Canada? 
Well, it, you know, a big part of this also comes down to the individual voter. There's a lot of, you know, people that might be listening out there across Canada who don't actually realize just how much what water costs how much it actually costs to get water to your tap on a regular basis is quite expensive but you don't pay very much for it and so when you have that problem at the at the individual level yes you want you want to provide safe drinking water but you don't necessarily want to pay for it and so you there's a real disconnect between what we want versus what we're willing to do and i think you see that represented in our party leaders i think they just speak to what they know is important and they have to say but when it comes to actually walking that talk that's where we all need to be you know standing up with a louder voice advocating on the on behalf and with and partnership indigenous communities to get that talk turned into you know the walk part of it but it's really challenging because it costs a lot of money and yep. it's going to take quite a bit of time um so now it's back into the middle of another federal election campaign are we hearing anything different anything encouraging this time around do you have any more hope that they've actually come up with something or is it just the same old well we're going to talk about it but we'll see what happens well i think what you're seeing that's different is that across all parties okay. you're seeing it as a as a focus which was not in place in previous years you're seeing it across conservative ndp green liberal across the gamut you're seeing a commitment to the drinking water crisis so that is in and of itself different that being said i mean the title of the french language debate question was you know clean water for all indigenous communities question mark i mean it's not a question it this is a we've agreed this is a human right Mm -hmm. and so if we're going to agree to that we need to actually show how we're going to do it what i don't see is actually anyone saying how they're going to achieve it what they're going to do what's an action plan and actually saying regardless of whether or not i'm elected this will remain a priority that's where i think people need to get to is no matter if you're elected or not we should all be pushing this forward we should all be advocating and and ensuring that we actually actually get to water equality and equity for Indigenous people. Ah, yes. Good question. I don't know if you have the answer, but I'll ask the question. Why is it so hard to provide safe... I mean, when we're talking about First Nations, is, is there anything other than just a lack of will? Is there is there an actual legitimate reason why this hasn't happened, but it's happened in every other town and municipality across the country? Is there... You know, why Why is it? Well, there's a, it's a very complicated issue. One of the, the key reasons is that, you know, drinking water is typically handled at a provincial level, right? But when it comes to First Nations, it's handled at a federal level. So already there's a different way yeah. of playing this game, right? There's a, it costs a lot of money. First Nations tend to be in a rural and remote areas. There's different ways in which you can tackle the water issue. We also have to remember that, you know, in our history as colonizers, we actually displaced Indigenous people to areas that were of poor drinking water quality. Attawapiskat is a great example of that. Um, In northern Ontario, we put people in areas with crappy water, for lack of a better or more professional term. And so how do you how do you address that when you've already you've already put people at a disadvantage? So there's policies that are a problem. There's money that tends to be a a lingering long-standing problem. There's lack of access to training and capacity and education. There's rurality and remoteness that's factoring into it. So there's a whole lot of issues that make it a much more complicated not not you know impossible but more complicated harder yeah i mean geography is a big one uh, dr black great discussion i really appreciate your time this morning thank you no problem thanks for having me thanks so much for joining me that is dr carrie black an assistant professor and canada research chair of integrated knowledge engineering and sustainable communities at the university of calgary